just know that like when you do fail, huge companies are failing. Welcome to the Deus Podcast. My name is Rachel Hollis, and I've built a multi-million dollar media company with a high school diploma and a Google search bar. Each week, we'll share direct, tangible advice or inspiring interviews with the same intention. These are the tools to change your life. On today's show, I have a one-on-one with CEO and founder of Crew by Darby Angel, the one and only Darby Angel. Darby shares her incredible story of how she turned being put on bed rest for four months into the groundwork for building a successful dinnerware company. You guys are not even going to believe all the things that this woman has done by just figuring it out. Crew by Darby Angel can be found in Macy's, Bed Bath & Beyond, QVC, and several other stores nationwide. And this woman has built this entire company through gumption and courage. I cannot wait for you to hear my interview with my dear friend, Darby Angel. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. And, you know, I always start every single podcast. I know who you are. I'm very familiar with how awesome you are and the incredible work that you've done. But for those listeners who haven't heard of you before, will you tell us your bio? Yes. Okay. Well, thank you for having me. I absolutely love you and um, (laughs) am so honored to get to do this with you today. Um, Okay. So my life is so crazy. Um, I compare it best to like a scene out of the movie Elf where he's (laughs) talking about going through the seven levels of the candy cane forest and the sea of swirly twirly gumdrops and then Lincoln Tunnel. Yes. Like that's seriously my life. Yes. (laughs) Um, no, but so I started out, I live in Austin, Texas and, um, worked for one of the largest law firms in the U S and at 20 weeks pregnant, I went into labor at work. Mm. and got put on bed rest. Wow. And um, for people that don't know what bed rest is, it's where you can literally only get up to go pee and then you get back in bed. Yep. And it's terrible. Yes. For 20 weeks. That's crazy. Yes. And for a type A personality, it's like sudden death in bed. Yeah. Yeah. And so like after the first day of um, dusting my nightstand, I told my husband, I was like, okay, I cannot watch the Food Network. I don't watch TV. (laughs) Like I am going to start my own company and make it into Macy's. And I mean, totally normal. That feels Um, right. (laughs) I wish you could have seen his face. So, I mean, poor guy. He was like, okay, you're absolutely crazy. And you're going back to your real job after the baby's (laughs) born. And I was like, okay. Well, you can't do anything to me for 20 weeks. There I'm stuck go. in bed. Yep. And <laughs> so his natural response to that was, well, I'm not giving you any money to start with. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I don't need your money. <laughs> and <laughs> um, we're going through like our argument real lifetime here. <laughs> yes. And I love, I love what you did. To you, It's the craziest <laughs> story I've ever heard in my whole life. <laughs> so a partner at the law firm had four diamonds and I told her, Cindy, give me your diamonds. Tell me what you want. And whatever I get on top, I get to keep. And she's like, just Take like can we just hold on? Cause I remember we were sitting <laughs> in New York having a glass of wine and you told me the story. You were like, well, I got money because I knew someone who had <laughs> diamonds and I figured out how to sell her diamonds. And I was trying to think if ever in my whole life, it would occur to me that that would be the way to get some cash. 
I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's glamorous, right? I mean, did you know someone who had done, like, how in the world no. did that? You are so, that's awesome. I just, I was like, you can't tell me I can't succeed. Yeah. I mean, okay, so got the diamonds from my um, partner at the law firm. I flipped them in bed and it was so easy and I made so much money. I was like, well, I need more diamonds. You and flipped diamonds. What year is this? Give us a reference. That That's in 2008. Wow. Yeah. So the economy is awesome at the time. And you're like, it's, I'm going to go, <laughs> yeah. go sell some diamonds. Okay. Yeah. And so I thought, okay, I need more diamonds mm -hmm. to make a bigger nest egg for my company. And um, so I start Googling and I want like as close to the diamond source as I can get, like the diamond mines. Mm -hmm. And so I find this guy in Israel named Humi and I call him up um, using Skype because that started at that time. And I'm like, Humi, I, you know, want to buy some diamonds. He was like, whatever, you're this little American girl. I don't want to deal with you. And I told him, I was like, okay, we're going to be best friends by the end of this call. <laughs> and we were. And he was like, I wired this guy, Rachel. $5,000 that I'd never met. I remember um, you told me this. And I was like, I didn't tell my husband what I had done. Oh my gosh. And so I, and I didn't. Thankfully the diamonds came two days later. They were what they were supposed to be. I flipped them again. And so it allowed me to have a bigger nest egg. And so I didn't have to worry about money. Um, and I actually bootstrapped my company up until two years ago, just on diamonds, which is ridiculous. It was that, taking way too much time. I just, my brain, I know I can't be the only one listening to this. Who's just like, I, maybe it's the difference of where we grew up because where I grew up. So it would be like, could we buy a trailer? Could we buy a trailer and flip a trailer? And you're like, can cool. I find someone with a diamond and flip a diamond? I love it. So inspiring. How did you decide what, what I mean, tell people about the company as it exists now. And yeah. how, were, how was that money the impetus for, you know, what, what you would build? At the time, I didn't even have a design program. I only had PowerPoint to start with. So wow. I used like all of the shape tools in PowerPoint to create my designs. And then wow. I would just write out to the side, um, what Pantone color. Oh my and, gosh. Um, and why, needed... why, we haven't even established, and I want to make sure that we talk about this before you go too much further, but why dinnerware? Why was that something oh, that appealed to you? Well, okay. So my main goal was always to have my girls or I, at that time I just had, you know, was going to have one girl. I now have two girls. Um, but I wanted Gianna, um, my newborn to have the same morals and drive mm -hmm. and, um, that, that I had in life and, um, felt very passionate about just having, being able to have her close and have her experience life with me. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I wanted to pick something that I was so naive at the time. I thought, okay, I can just design a few pieces of dinnerware because everyone registers for dinnerware when they get married. Mm -hmm. And that'll be something easier than launching like a fashion line where I'm constantly having to do new, you know, skews, ah, uh, new it. designs. Got it. And so I thought that'll be easy. I mean, in no way is that actually how this runs today. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> I thought that, you know, I'll just design a few things, put it out there on the market. It'll live on the wall. And then I can just, you know, roam the world with my little girl. Sure. Um, she and does so, get to go with me, but that's not it. <laughs> but what I love about this story is how scrappy you are. That you were like, I don't know how to do it, but I'm going to get 
I'm going to go on PowerPoint and I'm going to drag out to make a circle. And then I'm just going to like, you just figured it out. Scrappy is definitely a good way to describe me. Um, I mean, when, I mean, you have to get things done, you have to get things done Mm -hmm. and it may not always look glamorous. Um, And although selling diamonds sounds glamorous, it is really anything but glamorous. Yeah. Um, I mean, and we didn't have, we didn't even have a factory. So it starts with the PowerPoint. How did you even know what, like, it wouldn't, I have no idea. Like, how do you get manufacturing? I have no idea. How did you figure that out? Yeah, I didn't either. Mm. Uh, but on Skype, I met this guy named, um, he was from China with the American name Forrest mm-hmm. was what he chose. And um, so I said, Forrest, he just wanted to talk to an American girl is all he wanted. <laughs> and so I said, <laughs> Forrest, go out into China and find a factory that will work for free. And so Forrest is working for free as well under the agreement that, hey, we're going to make it into Macy's. I have absolutely no doubt. Wow. And once we do, we'll all be rewarded. And so Forrest finds me the same factory that Ralph Lauren was in. And oh I thought, gosh. great. Yeah. I was like, I can piggyback on Ralph. <laughs> and I mean, who wouldn't feel safe if, you know, they're producing his goods? Yeah. At the same time as that, this is all in 20 weeks that I had to get this going or else I was no, going back to my No, we're like, still, you're still in bed at this point. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I like, thought you were telling me like t- years of a no, story. Holy No, smokes. I had 20 weeks to pull my stuff together or else wow. I was going back to my like real job. Wow. As they call it. And so at the same time as that, I needed to find the buyer at Macy's, the head of the division. And you know this, but I mean, everybody else may not know this. Like you cannot Google these people and yeah. have their information pull up. Yeah. Like they work hard to hide from people like mm-hmm. us. They're mm-hmm. like, we don't want to talk to you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and so I have my like little yellow legal pad in bed and I found out that she was in the Hippodrome building in New York. And so I literally started cold calling and just switching up the last four digits until I found her. And that is amazing. She, yeah. But she knew I was stalking her. She had been told by that point because when she answered the phone, she's like, oh, it's you. <laughs> it <laughs> like, sure is. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I'm coming to see you soon. Yes. <laughs> so she told me, she's like, meet me in New York on this date. And thankfully, it was going to be like a month after Gianna was born. And wow. so... Um, I met her, flew up with my mom, and um, she believed in me so much. I think she felt my um, passion for this category and for just, you know, succeeding. Mm -hmm. That she said, if I don't have to hold your hand, I will pull Ralph Lauren and Vera Wang and test you on their spot. And she went on. She said, I'm going to pull Ralph Lauren. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe this. Because his factory isn't shipping his goods. (gasps) I'm in the same factory that Ralph Lauren is in. No. Yes. And so I couldn't tell her, though. You just keep a straight – you just kept a straight face. And you were just like, "Uh uh-huh. Sure. Sounds great. I was like, yeah. uh, I think I even said something like, oh, my gosh. That stinks for him. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So – my brother and I got on a plane that next week and we flew to Bangladesh. Like we didn't know anyone in Bangladesh. And, um, so I, I'm religious and I truly felt, feel like God said, come here. And wow. so I just went there 
And that's where the soul of my company was really created. I saw sites that people should not have to endure. Mm. Um, I was immersed into a culture that um, treats women differently than they do, you know, even here. I'm a Southern woman and Mm -hmm. I still have issues, but nothing Mm -hmm. like this. Yes. I felt like, okay, God showed me these things for a reason. Mm. And it was my goal to um, help these women out and Mm. to empower them, to give them a voice uh, in their family. And then, um, next after we did that, it was to help their daughters now. And so mm. now we're putting schools in our factories Wow! and the mothers bring their daughters to school. The daughters get an education. I want them to be able to dare to dream these big dreams that I dream Yeah. and, um, not be married off at 14. Yes. And so we're actually leaving on Thursday and, um, we're going to go in be with the women. So in, uh, in one of my factories, we're now up to 1400 women in the other factory. We're up wow. to a thousand women Wow! and, um, we're going to go and follow their lives. So y- y'all have to follow us on our Insta yes, stories this I can't week. Wait and to see. Yeah. So, so tell me, so you, you and your brother, you go to Bangladesh. Yeah. How in the world, Again, I just go back to this place of like, I wouldn't have any idea how to go about setting up or finding a factory. And and we also have to remember, there's so much more um, information that's available to us online right now than there is when you were there. Right, so yeah. there's, there was even less like access to where do I go? Who do I talk to? What did you guys do when you got on the ground? It's a crazy different experience being on the ground there. I mean, we literally just got in our car went to the hotel, dropped off our bags, which is an experience in itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, you go through like bomb checks. It, wow. It's it's a different world. Um, so we get back out, get back into the car and you go out. And um, I had seen that there was a place that was like two miles from my hotel. They did dinnerware, some porcelain and c- ceramic goods. Mm-hmm. And it took over three hours to get there in DACA traffic. DACA is a the capital of Bangladesh. And so you have rickshaws going everywhere. And there was, you know, you may have like one or two rickshaws coming South and everyone else is going North. And so, yeah, it's like utter chaos. Oh my gosh. But I saw so many sites on the way to that factory that like, I mean, it just really impacted my life. So I felt, you know, called to when I sat down with this, my first factory there, I thought, okay, no matter what goes on during this meeting, I, I know I need to be here. And so we worked through so many different issues. I mean, they refused to speak to me at first. Wow. Um, you were a woman? Yes. Wow. Yeah. So my brother was sitting next to me and I would literally have to turn to him and be like, Aaron, can you ask them what their capacity is? Can you ask them what audits, what testing they've done? And they wouldn't respond to me at all as if I had even said a word, but wow. they would respond to him. Wow. And so, yeah. And I could have been like at that moment, you see that name on that check, that's Darby Angel. Yeah. And if you don't talk to me, you don't get my money. Yeah. But I was like, no, I want them to know my heart yeah. that I'm here to help them. Mm. And it took about a year of working through just the cultural barriers to, um, that, that they gained that confidence in me and they knew that I was there to help them. Mm. Hey guys, we'll be back in a hot minute with more of this interview, but now a quick word from a sponsor. Each chapter of Girl Wash Your Face begins with a specific lie I used to believe that left me feeling overwhelmed, unworthy, or ready to give up. As a working mother, a former foster parent, and a woman who has dealt with the insecurities about my body and relationship, 
I try and speak with the insight and kindness that would come from a best friend. I want to help you unpack the limiting mindsets that destroy your self-confidence and keep you from moving forward. My book, Girl, Wash Your Face, is available everywhere books are sold, and the Audible version is narrated by me. I hope you'll check it out. If you are heading into the new year with a huge desire and a New Year's resolution to get organized, I have the answer. The Cozy App. This is something that Dave and I discovered, honestly, through trial and error. We really wanted to get our lives together. We really wanted a schedule that he and I could both have to access what the kids were doing on which days, what doctor's appointments we needed to go to, whose birthday party was this Saturday. And honestly, you guys, we tried out about 15 different options before we found Cozy. We love Cozy because we have access to each other's schedules, what the kids are up to, and our nannies on it as well. So we can all communicate who needs to be doing what at what time. If you are a working parent, you have to have this app. And here's the deal, two really cool things. You can even add items to your Cozy list using Amazon Alexa, and it's totally free, you guys. Get the Cozy app. C-O-Z-I from your app store or cozy.com forward slash Rachel. Hey y'all, do me a favor. While you're listening to today's episode, take a screenshot and put it on Instagram or your Insta stories and tag me. I love hearing what you think and seeing what you're up to and it helps the tribe remember to go listen to this week's episode. Thanks so much. So you, you, that, that was the first factory that you ended up signing yes. on with. Is that right? Yep. Now we have factories all over the world. Wow. Um, but my goal is always to help my Bangladeshi family. Mm. Um, so now the men look at me like their sister mm. and they take care of me yeah. and we help each other out. Yeah. Um, it's this beautiful, like. It's this beautiful thing that um, should have never happened, and I should have walked away the minute that they were now looking back on it. I'm like, how in the world did I have the strength to even keep my mouth closed when they were disrespecting me so much just over and over? But I think it was really me listening to God and being like, just patience, just patience right now. Yeah. So you get, I mean, you sign on with a factory, and then you got your order at Macy's. Is that right? Yes. And yep. then it's like, you know, is it, if you build it, they will come. But, like, how did the word get out? How do people know that you had something in store? How how Or did they just sell really well once you had we, them on the shelf? We did at first. That's how it worked. We outperformed um, both Ralph and Vera Wang, and we got to expand based on that. That's incredible. And yeah, but I mean, it wasn't without issues. I've fallen hundreds of times, and um, it's because they um, they know me as a person, mm-hmm. that they've um, stood behind me and built me up. In no way should they have left me on the floor. Through some of the stuff that we, the growth, you know, and just the struggles of learning how to run a company. Um, and so it's, you know, it's a struggle. And I know that, you know, um, to people that are like wanting to start out, um, it isn't easy. Mm -hmm. And I think that so often I'll get contacted by people and I think that they think, okay, if I just follow her steps, step by step, I'm going to be successful, but 
you know, we each have our own story. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that, you know, you can't expect someone to just stay by your side 100% of the time. You have to realize that this is your own dream and this is your own story. Mm -hmm. And you have to face, you know, each failure as you're going to get back up um, even after you fall Mm -hmm. and just know that that's the end goal. Um, well, the, the underlying theme that I hear with everything that you're saying is it sounds like from the very beginning, you had total certainty in what it was that you were building. You were absolutely certain that it was going to work. And because you were absolutely certain it was going to work, you could then every per, you know, from the first guy with the diamonds to the you know, the buyer at Macy's to the, you know, factory worker, like you were able to convince him because you had such conviction in what it was you believed could happen. Yep. And I think for so many leaders or so many women who are um, either, you know, managing a team or wanting to build a company, that is the piece that they, so many people are missing is the confidence. Like, you know that your product's great. You know what it can be. You have to be able to sell other people on that. Yeah. I mean, it's hard as a woman, like specifically as a woman, I think that that's really hard to do, mm-hmm. having that confidence to be like, I'm not going to be... I, I, I can, I mean, Southern women, um, are kind of conditioned to be like, you should think of yourself last. Mm -hmm. And even if you're willing to run after something that you've always dreamt of, um, you're going to be, you know, made to feel more than likely, like, you know, it's a burden to everyone around you that Mm -hmm. you're going after your calling. Um, and I think that I heard that, you know, well, you know, it's, it's, you're making everyone else sacrifice around Mm -hmm. you. And I think, you know, don't let that suck your dreams out of you because the true story is that everyone is sacrificing every day. And so, you know, while I was at the lot, uh, the law firm, I was sacrificing, not living out, you know, the talents that God gave me. Mm -hmm. And I was living, you know, so comfortable in this nice salaried position And, um, I think that, you know, looking back, even the sacrifices change from year to year, it's, you know, whether it's a lack of sleep or, you know, in the beginning I was holding a colicky baby that was crying and trying to speak to a factory worker in broken English Mm -hmm. on what was going on. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, your sacrifices change from year to year, but I wouldn't let that stop you from living out your dreams. I, I, man, I love that wisdom for people who are listening. Um, it's like, there's so much conversation about work-life balance and can you have it all and what are, and women are constantly searching for the answer in there. And I think, um, I am really passionate about the idea that you can pursue being an incredible professional woman, an incredible mom, an incredible wife, an incredible daughter, friend, like you aren't going to get there every day, but you can pursue that. And I think that there has been this myth, like when people talk about balance, it's like, well, how do I, yeah, exactly. First of all, that's no such thing. Like I, I, there isn't a balance. It's a, it's just a lot of balls in the air. It's a lot of chaos. It's a lot of, um, you just try and find your center. You might not find your balance, but you can find your center. But yep. for me personally, I'm so inspired when I hear other women who are like, yeah, girl, I don't get there every day, but I am in pursuit 
of outstanding in every area of my life. And I will not apologize for that. Um, Exactly. I I love that you said like that there's this feeling when it's, you know, you were talking about Southern culture, but I think this exists for a lot of women that your dreams are a burden on others. Like, gosh, Mm -hmm. I've never had someone put it in a sentence that way, but it really is true. And it's a, it's a great question of like, is that what other people are telling you? Or is that just what we tell ourselves? Have we told ourselves that if I follow my dreams, I am burdening my spouse. I am burdening my children. Like, is that something we just tell ourselves? Yep. I mean, for me, it was like 50-50. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, Sure. Knowing I wanted my girls first and always to know that, that they had a strong mother that had goals. She set out to get them. And, um, I'm so thankful because now I see my girls mimicking that bold side Mm -hmm. of me and they're coming up with ways that they can impact the world on their own. I love that. Um, and they're so young, but knowing that they've already gotten that, that's so fulfilling to me that anything else that happens, I'm like, I've already done the job. I've already completed the job that I set out to do by letting them see that they can go after whatever they want to. I think we all want our kids to be like that, but they're not going to do it unless they see you doing it. Mm -hmm. Totally. So as you, you know, as the, the lines in Macy's, it's doing really well. Um, how did you sort of goal set for yourself? Like, okay, I, I hit this plateau and now, now I don't want to just be in Macy's. Now I want to be in XYZ or now, like how, how did you keep kind of dangling a carrot for yourself about what the next steps were? It just, I was so driven, Mm -hmm. um, that, I like always wanted to push the top to the top to the top, whatever Mm -hmm. I was doing. Mm -hmm. And so we went to Bed Bath afterwards and then Dillard's. And then I decided, I was like, where is the best place on earth? And I love Disney World. Like (laughs) I, (laughs) to me, growing up, we went to Disney every summer and the beach was another place. Mm -hmm. But I grew up seeing Walt Disney and just his imagination and the detail. Mm -hmm. And so becoming a partner in some way with them was like the ultimate goal. That's awesome. Um, And so they contacted me and they said, we want to fly you out and um, have you, you know, come show us your designs. Mm -hmm. Give us some thoughts. And I thought, oh, my gosh, you've got to be kidding me. (laughs) And so before this, I'm always pursuing people. And so I hadn't really understood what the feeling of being pursued felt like. Oh, wow. Um, and so when I got there, I had like brought all my bell, my bells and whistles like I normally do. And we like throw this party basically when we go into a meeting mm-hmm. and they had done the same thing for me. And so it was like total overkill. Oh, how funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I sat back and that's the first time I realized I was like, oh my gosh, the tables have turned. And um, now these people want me and like, as much as I want them. Wow. Um, it was just a, like the best feeling I've ever felt That's in so that awesome. moment. And you just did some stuff with Kendra Scott. Is that right? Yes. Yes, we are. We've um, done some different designs for her that are launching and so excited about it. That is um, so she, exciting. Yes. And for y'all, uh, those of you that don't know Kendra Scott, she is an amazing woman. She's like a... I mean, you look up her picture and she's gorgeous, but she really is like a Southern Barbie doll that's Mm -hmm. just witty 
and has charm. Yes. She um, did an interview on how I built this and it is yes. so incredible. Everyone should go listen to it. She has a yes. similar story to you in that like she strapped a baby to her chest and yes. just walked door to door and called every single person and had absolute certainty about what it was she wanted to build. So yep. I remember when you were telling me the story initially, I was like, girl, that sounds like Kendra. That's so rad. Yeah. And that's how we just hit it off yeah. uh, when we first met. And she's been an amazing support. I'm beyond blessed to to have her as a friend and, a you know, someone that just stands beside me. Having, um, having a product. So we have every kind of person who comes on here. But having a company that does consumer products, um, what do you feel like has been the toughest challenge or the biggest hurdle in navigating this space for you oh oh my goodness I'm trying to think of the top thing I know you're like um, how long do you have yeah I mean it is a hard um it's hard to have product in big box retail mm. um and I mean everything from inventory management you know learning what you know projections that you should inventory you should have on hand um, and growing in that, um, to, you know, um, not wanting to, um, we were small. And so I was the only person I always, you know, you need a good cop, bad cop sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I always had to just be the good cop in the face of these people. So I couldn't push as yeah. hard as I really needed to push. Mm. So there were so many challenges like that, as well as, I mean, uh, in every new business relationship, I look at it like a dance in everything from my partnership with the diamonds to the retail buyers, to my factory workers. Um, you're going to step on each other's toes in the beginning until you get used to that relationship. Mm. And it's working through things, I think. Um, and one of my first orders from my factory, they shipped it. And this was when our relationship was still building and they were learning that they had to listen to me. <laughs> they shipped me designs that they had changed because they thought they would look better. No. And I'm like, guys, you can't just do that. The retail Macy's has ordered the product to look like this. Yeah. I can't give it to them with half of the design on yeah. the plate. Wow. That's not going to work. It was definitely like learning, learning to have my own voice as well, because mm -hmm. again, that was something, you know, that, wasn't, I, I didn't always have this, this strength and, you know, the driver in my own life, I was in the back seat for most of it. Mm. And I think that, you know, even in a product world, like you have to find your voice really quickly and be the driver or else you're just going to get left behind and, you know, no one's going to see your product on the floor. That's such great, that's such great wisdom for anything in life is like, getting to a place where you are fully embracing who you are, what your voice is, what your quirks are, what your style, regardless of whether or not anybody else gets it, trying yep. to sort of copy other people or do you're never going to fight your way out of the noise. There's so many, no matter what field you're in, there's so many options for the consumer. So yes. the only hope that you have is to be authentically yourself. I love that. Exactly. Yeah. Authentically um, yourself. Yeah. And that's hard. Uh, totally. For... I'm curious as you were navigating that space and trying to figure things out, how often you um, hired, 
hired what you didn't know? And I ask that question as someone who personally has gone two ways with this. One is that I have a staff of people. I always want to hire um, people who are smarter than me. But I realized um, like a year ago that I was hiring people who were smarter than me only in the areas I felt very competent in. So then there were other areas that I definitely needed someone to come in and offer me wisdom, but I hesitated to hire someone smarter than me in that area because I would, I was worried that I wouldn't like, how do you manage someone who knows way more than you know about an area that you need for your business? So how much did hiring smarter people play into your growth or did you just figure it out? Well, in the beginning, so I was... I mean, I've gained this confidence and this strength as I've gone on. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has been a 10-year journey. And yeah. so the person that you see today, you know, is totally different than even a year ago and two years ago. So different. Mm. And so in the in the beginning, I was still listening to these voices that were just, you know, um, close to me. Mm-hmm. And they were all saying, you should be able to, you know, navigate everything on your own, you know, be, be the leader in each of these things, which is false information. Yeah. And so I would, I was just, you know, bringing on people that were even greener than I was. Yeah. I kept failing and failing. I'm like, why, why can I not get this engine to keep running? Mm. And so then I thought, you know, I need to find the people that are strongest in these areas. I know what I'm great at and I need to focus on that. And I have no issue at all delegating. I think that that's another thing that you have to remember. You know, if you want to be successful, it can't just be a you game. You have to delegate to succeed. And so I would go to like, we're launching a new website in mid-September. And Mm -hmm. so I went to the chief of e-commerce of one of the largest retailers in the U.S. And I took her and I said, (laughs) I need you. And so she's building our site. And then for Kendra's, you know, the product that we're doing on there and we're going on QVC in um, November and Mm -hmm. then again in January. Mm -hmm. And so I needed to make sure that my brand, my designs are staying on brand Mm -hmm. since I'm launching everything so quickly. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I went and I stole the chief of fashion that had been there for 30 years and I said, you're coming with me. You are really good. You, you told me this before. (laughs) You are a thief in the night, girl. You will go, you, I love that. You're like rogue. You are hardcore. You're like, you are killing this. I'm going to go take you and put you on my team. Well, you need it though. To let go of a section of my company, I have to make sure that you know exactly what you're doing Mm -hmm. and I'll be pulled in. Um, but I can't be there 100% of the time anymore yep. to actually be running the company and, yep. you know, working on growth. As someone asked me this morning, they were like, do you have an issue delegating? I'm like, no. <laughs> uh, like, my people know what they're doing, and I have the utmost confidence in them. Mm-hmm. We're, we're an amazing, we're a family. Yeah. Um, we work together, and we're all, you know, even though they're you know, the, we're the chief of fashion or we're the chief, uh, chief of e-commerce. Mm-hmm. They come in and do other things too, like marketing. Yeah. I'll get their opinion on different things that we're working on, even though we have it. How big is your staff there now? Like uh, now, domestically? Domestically, we're 15. Okay. And um, are you all based in Texas or are they all over the No. Okay. I now we're that. in New York and in Austin. Okay. And so... I spend um, half of my time here and then I'll spend, um, I try to do three to four days there and then the rest here. It's it's a hard juggle. Yeah. Um, I would 
love, I know it's hard to narrow this down to one thing, mm-hmm. but our girlfriends who are listening, who maybe they want to start an Etsy shop, maybe they just have an idea for one product, maybe, you know, just what is the piece of advice if you are, if someone is trying to build a product-based business that you're like, if I could do one thing over again, or if I could give you a piece of wisdom, it would be this. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I always thought that there would be this like one magical person that I was going to find. And that person was going to have all the knowledge that I needed to just carry me through. And I think that you have to, you know, go into this knowing that, um, this is your dream. There won't be just one person to hold your hand. And sometimes you're going to have to move on. You're going to become stronger and you're going to need someone stronger than to, um, start helping your dream become bigger. Um, I think that it's also just leaning on the talents that God gave you. Mm -hmm. And if you do that, and if you pair that, you know, your passion with your knowledge, then it's going to take you far. And, um, you know, for me that my, my goal was always to just show my girls that they could take charge of their life. And, I mean, I think as long as you're following those things that you will become successful, just knowing you're going to fall. It is totally normal. I have like, I should be hiding underneath my bed most days and crying, (laughs) Um, but we don't have time for that. Yeah. (laughs) And so just know that like when you do fail, huge companies are failing, huge machines that have been around for decades are having the same issues that you are as well. I mean. You may not think it, but trust me, they are. Mm. And um, just keep pushing through. Are you a big reader, podcast listener? Yes. Yeah. So, so are you? Because I am um, obsessive about uh, personal growth, especially as it pertains to being a leader at a business. Um, yep. So, what are you? What have you read, or what are you reading that you've really loved, or has been really helpful to you in in this role? The first book that I ever like clung to. Um, was by Howard Schultz. It was Onward. Mm. Have you read that book? No, I read um, <gasps> Pour Your Heart Into It. That, okay, I haven't yeah. read that one. Okay, Onward. All right. All I right. need I'm to read that one. Okay. I mean, I carried that book around with me for a solid three years mm. because um, awesome. he was, yeah, he, he's so vulnerable in it. He doesn't talk about his successes. He talks about his failures mm. and how he kept getting back up. And, um, he, he was magical in it. And so what I took away from that was just carrying that magic over into my own company. And so when the buyers come in, I turn on magic for them and show them passion that set me apart from everyone else in our industry. And I think that, you know, I didn't actually graduate from college, but it's all been from, from books. Me too. Yes. That is my education. A hundred percent. It's, it's wonderful. And I love, I love when people are vulnerable and we talk about our failures instead of just talking about the success Mm -hmm. because, um, that's when we all grow and when the day ends, like we should be building each other up more and that's, that's where we're going to get it. Are you a conference person? Do you attend, like, do you do any kind of continuing education like that? Or is there not time in your schedule? No, but okay. The the one way that I really do that, I don't go to conferences, but I just surround myself with amazing friends yeah. that build each other up. Yeah. And so, you know, again, it's just being that vulnerable, um, open relationships that I found to help. Uh, so every single episode of Deus, I ask 
um, everyone that I interview the same five questions. So I'm going to ask you those questions. Awesome. So what time do you get up in the morning? Okay. I force myself to get up at 6.30 to 7 unless I'm traveling. And then I force myself to get up at 5.30 so that I can, like, answer all the correspondence and just get the typical thing done before the, like, back-to-back meetings start. Yeah, totally. But I'm like a night owl. I would stay up to 1.30 every night if I could. Oh, my gosh. I'm the total, uh, not... no, I'm the opposite. I am early to bed, early to rise. <laughs> oh. I want to be asleep and I want to wake up before the sun. Like I got up at 5 a.m. this morning, jumped oh. out of bed, I'm ready to go. But I also want to be asleep by like 9 p.m. <gasps> I know. Yes, that would be my dream. I don't get there every day, but that would be my dream. What is your coffee order? Oh my gosh, I love coffee. Me too. Um, I wish I could have my coffee machine like on the side of my bed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I start out with like just two cups of black coffee. And Mm -hmm. then after lunch, we go and we get an Americano with coconut milk every day. I love that you have a a coffee routine like that. It it has to be very structured. Yes. No, I appreciate it. Um, (laughs) Is there an item? You travel a ton for work. What is the item that you cannot travel without? Oh my gosh, if if I forgot my headphones on a trip, I don't know what I would do because I have to have music mm-hmm. and on the plane, like that's the first thing I sit down, I have my music going and I'm able to just get so much work done on the flight with my headphones. All right, now are you, is it AirPods? Is it Beats? Like what kind of headphones do you have? I use Klipsch. What um, is that? Ooh, you'll have to look them. They okay. have like, awesome base to them okay I I love it that is Um, like I wasn't expecting you to be like thumping base over there yes yes what is your um workout do you have a physical activity that you are are pretty hardcore about okay so yes two things I love to wake surf so what in the world okay you are officially the first person who said that so you're (laughs) rad (laughs) um if I could like wake surf every day, that's actually the goal of mine for retirement yeah, is just right. like travel the world and wake surf. Feels right. Um, <laughs> but it just like, it's the one, well, wake surfing and running are the two things mm-hmm. that decompress me mm-hmm. and just being on the water. I have my family, my friends on the boat and you're listening to, you know, amazing music and relaxing and laughing it's it's amazing. On Friday afternoon, like I'm already in my swimsuit and ready to head to the lake. So so this is the last question I ask everybody this. Um, if there was one thing that you wish you could say to young women who are coming up in business today, to women mm-hmm. who are um, fighting to have a company or fighting to have a career, if there's one piece of advice you could just like shake their shoulders and be like, girl, if you don't take anything else away from this, take this piece of advice, what would it be? Oh gosh. I mean, I think I'm going to go back to like running with your dreams and, and following them no matter what anyone you know, tells you to do, you'll find the right people to support you that you need Mm. um, after you've started down your path. But don't let someone telling you, you know, this is not convenient for you right now. Because um, if you are strong in your life, it's going to make your whole life stronger. Mm. It's going to make you live a life full of purpose. And and that trumps, you know, any sacrifice that you're going to make too. 
I would love to know what your husband thinks of your success. Uh, after, you know, being sort of nervous that you would start your own thing and like you're going back to work, what does he think of what you've built now? We grew up in totally, you know, two totally different families too. Absolutely. Lifestyles. Yeah. Um, and so while he, I know he struggles with it, um, he is excited about what I've gotten the company to now. Mm -hmm. I think that he still struggles because of people around him that will say, your wife, is not normal. Like mm. everyone around us is staying, their wives stay at home totally. and they have dinner at five o'clock ready mm -hmm. and they, you know, are doing blah, blah, blah and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And it's like cookie cutter. Perfect. Yeah. Why can't you just do that? Wow. And so I think that that is really hard on him and he'll voice that. Yeah. Um, that's also it, re that's, that's the area you live in too. I mean, it is. It, I mean, to, to some extent, it does happen everywhere. I would say Dave has gotten so many questions over the years from other executives in the entertainment industry whose wives stay home. And it'll be like, Rachel does what? She, what? Yeah. What? Is that her hobby? And he's like, no, it's her company. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> so um, it is really crazy when you are in cultures where it's not the norm for the wife to work and kind of what right. the stress is on the, on the spouse because of that. So I appreciate that right. honesty. Yeah. I mean, it's something that you just have to keep working through, mm -hmm. you know, daily. Mm -hmm. um, it isn't conventional. It's not an eight to five. Yep. Um, yes, I do travel, but you know, the, again, uh, the sacrifice, you know, what, what we're getting out of it, mm -hmm. um, for my girls trumps any sacrifice that I'm making on the ground here. Absolutely, It's worth saying too, what you're getting out of it. If that was the only gift in this that you are fulfilled and excited and passionate and getting to live your dream, that is the value. I think a lot of times we I try feel and so like, bad even thinking. No, that. see, like, and that's that's like how so many of us were raised that we're not supposed. I so many women I talk to ladies about this a lot is like we were not raised that we were allowed to want our own dreams and hopes for ourselves if that meant business. If what we wanted for ourselves was to raise babies and keep a home, that was the right choice. But if yeah. we wanted, like, we're not supposed to want, we're not supposed to be fulfilled. Oh, my gosh. You're fulfilled by your passion about your work? How dare you? Like, that's all guilty. Yes, totally. And you still. are not alone. So many people live in that. And the idea that that the men in life should be able to feel passionate and excited about their careers, but we shouldn't is so yeah. dangerous. So you are giving this incredible gift to your daughters. They get to see mm. what a woman can become, but let me just speak over you that you are also getting to live your life and your dreams. And if that was all this was, that's the right thing. Oh, that makes me want to cry. That means so much. I love you. Oh, my gosh. I love you, too, girl. <laughs> I love you. I'm already like, I got to text Darby. We need to have, like, a CEO weekend. I'm like, what CEO yes. female CEOs do you know? Who do I know? We need to go away to a lake house. Something needs to happen. And just yes. talk about all the yes. things. Um, well, girl, I am so grateful for your time. I'm so grateful for your wisdom. Mm -hmm. I think I forget because we've been, you know, friends at a distance for so many years now that I, I am always astounded when I hear the latest updates with crew and what you guys are up to and what you have built. It is astounding to me. 
Um, oh, and, and I know that so many ladies listening are going to be like, what in the world? This is such an incredible story. Um, definitely everyone needs to go follow Darby on social so they can be super inspired by what you're doing. Um, but just thank you for taking the time and telling us, telling us about your journey. We will be back with another episode next week. In the meantime, if you have a moment and you can write a review or subscribe to the podcast, that is life to those of us who work so hard to produce every single episode. For more information, you can check out daispodcast.com or stalk me on every form of social media. I am Miss Rachel Hollis on every single platform. Today's iTunes review is from Janway3. Love, love, love. Now I'm obsessed in a good way. Thanks, Janway. I'd appreciate if you didn't try and murder me in my sleep. Like that kind of obsession. (laughs) Oh, man. If you want to be the review of the week, make sure that you leave a review on iTunes so that I can read what you said. Thanks to our producer, Allison Cohen, our sound engineer, Jack Noble, and our sound editor, Andrew Weller. Most importantly, I hope you heard something today that inspires you. I'll see you next week.